0: All right, welcome back to Maloney 4 and Mago. It is Wednesday at 3 o'clock, which means it's time to talk to the great Dan Orlovsky from ESPN, who is brought to you by Northeast Electrical with Pros Need Pros at com. And joining us on the Harbor One Hotline is Dan Orlovsky. Dan, outstanding weekend for you. You were the absolute winner, <laughs> and admit it, when Jimmy G stepped out of the end zone, you, you had to enjoy that.
1: It was amazing. Um, <laughs> story, my... my my wife and kids, my my kids didn't have school on Monday, so they had some friends over sleeping over. They were watching a movie at le- that late at night, and I was outside watching the game, kind of watching tape at the same time, and it happened, and I went running inside. And I was like, babe, you got to come outside. And she looked at me like, what the heck's wrong with you, dude? And I was like, you got to come outside. She's like, what? I was like, Jimmy Garoppolo just stepped out of the end zone. I'm not alone. So it was one of those moments, man, like super funny obviously feel bad for Jimmy I've been there all that but uh I'm not gonna lie it's nice to have some kind of company <laughs>
0: that was nice and you obviously having fun with it on Freedom. Twitter uh as well all right let's get to the Patriots because I am curious on how you would judge that game from one Mac Jones early on he made some big runs there was some big throws he's pushing it downfield then the interceptions and turnovers come into play how would you look at that game from him
1: They're sloppy frustrating forced You know, those are the three words I wrote down in in my notes. Sloppy, frustrated, and forced. And the two latter ones are probably the most, you know, you're going to have sloppy games here or there. I I haven't seen a ton from Mac. The frustrated and forced are the two that kind of stood out to me that, you know, we've kind of intimated on this show a little bit and and that it it started to feel that way at moments, uh, certainly since the preseason or the first couple weeks, and it showed itself – Sunday I also say this you know the the interception that bothers me the most is the one in the red zone that happens on third and goal and he just throws it up um that's that's that is so not a Mac Jones play you know Mac is so many things good and bad but he ain't reckless and he ain't lazy and he's not unprepared and that's what that play looked like to me just hey third and goal comes pressure they trade it off and I'm just going to throw it up in the air you know, and it it was very much so. You didn't expect that. You didn't expect the defense to do that. And if they did it, you didn't know how to adjust. You didn't have a plan of how to adjust, expectation-wise. And that was probably the most disheartening one decision for for me from Mac.
2: So Dan, I've been I'm glad you brought that play up because I've been battling people with this one for a while. Because I look at that, and you can and then you can sit there and say, okay, well he shouldn't have thrown it. He should have known better. That was reckless. I look at him on the sideline and the, and the TV crew, you know, the Fox crew, they pick up on it and he's yelling cover four and he's cursing, which leads me to believe when I watch the tape again, Devontae Parker getting hemmed up at the line of scrimmage, thinking, looking over his inside, inside shoulder instead of earning a locked corner, makes me believe that he felt like he got screwed. Like they all agreed that they saw the same thing and then he's the one taking the blame for throwing the route that everyone knew was supposed to be thrown. How do you read it? Do you read it at all that way? Totally,
1: and, here, and, and my reason, and a lot of my thesis, or, or not thesis, but thoughts on Mac is no one's more prepared than him on that offense. No one is, I, I trust the things that he is, and the, the reality is everyone's got to get on his page, you know, and you got to make sure that you're seeing it the same way, but I trust the things that he is seeing way more than um, the assumption of, of the others, and, you know, the defense kind of trades it off coverage-wise, and that, that's where Mac's tr- starting to think one thing and another thing happens, And it goes back to this like Mac, but also like the Patriot offense. It's never just looks so, um, you know, maybe I don't want to say never. I remember last, the Toms last year very much so having these same thoughts of everybody's on different pages. You know, Tom's seeing one thing, receivers are seeing another thing. It's just so very unlike them. Dan, going back to something you said to us a couple of weeks ago, was that you didn't really believe in a quarterback regression, uh, even before the injury that Mac suffered. What do you attribute this, these mistakes or these very uncharacteristic plays from Mac, as we know him? What do you attribute that to? Um, so, number one, I 100% believe it's attached to frustration. Number two, I 100% believe it's attached to doubt. Number three, I 100% believe it's attached to lack of clarity. Um, Listen, Mac Jones threw the ball 600 times at Alabama. He threw seven interceptions. He threw the ball almost 600 times last year. I believe he threw eight interceptions in his last 11 games. So we're talking about a player that we have this massive body of data over And we can unequivocally say over that body of data, this guy knows exactly what – last year, know what to do with the ball, when to do it, how to throw it, and where it should go, and then why. I mean, as as good as you could ask for from a young player, and now all of a sudden that's gone, now all of a sudden he's become a a giveaway guy, a turnover machine, you know, that that just – it doesn't happen when you continue to put in the work. If Mac was this guy that had this and became lazy and we've heard reports of lack of preparation, then I could sit here and correlate the two. But that just doesn't happen unless he's frustrated with the, the things that are going on offensively. He understands that there's very little tie to them. There is. There's very little tie. And I said this this past week. Last, week when, last year when play calls happened, Mac Jones knew exactly why that play call was happening. Exactly why. I know why Josh is calling it. And right now he's going, why are we calling this play? you like, why why is this play getting charged? And trying to figure it out, like, why did he call that one?
2: All right, so we're talking to Dan Orlovsky, and I'm glad you mentioned that because um, I don't know if you saw this, uh, the either the transcript or the sound, or you heard the sound from Michael Lombardi from the GM Shuffle, where, um, and I'm going to paraphrase it because it's kind of long, and we're going to actually discuss this next after we get off the phone with you. But he went into this long dissertation about, you know, like what the problems are, and it always kept leading back to turnovers, and he kept saying, well, you know, the, they moved the ball, so it must be something, and yeah, I know that the offensive coordinator it may be an issue, but you can't turn the ball over. It seems like he's blaming Mac for everything, which I have an issue with because I'm just listening to you. You're talking about frustration and irritation and that come, and lack of trust. That comes from coaching, so I don't understand why, like, Mac – seems like Mac is being blamed for all these issues, and he's taking it like a champ.
1: Yeah. So, so it's – right, the, the position, naturally, number one, you, you get more blame than you deserve. I can tell you this. Like, the sales interception the other day, that's 100% frustration. I mean, it's 100% frustration. The one that we just talked about in the red zone, it's 100% – not being prepared for it and doubting what you're seeing and and not being convicted of about-
0: Well done. Well done. Uh, he's Dan Olofsky. What, you- oh, I'm going to hear him yeah. talk.
1: Is he trying to defend himself? I'm going I'm, I'm, I'm to go get into Keyshawn's behind right now.
0: <laughs> All right. Listen, we appreciate it. He's Dan Olofsky. Thanks a lot, man. Appreciate talking to you every single Wednesday. Just, Have a good day.
1: Just remember, guys, the next quarterback in the AFC East that doesn't play for the Jets that Keyshawn says is good will be the first. <laughs> we appreciate yeah,
0: it. I still hope. All right, there it, it. is. Uh, Dan Orlovsky I like that. Keyshawn's right next to him, yeah. and he admit he's like, yeah, I do. I still think he's better than Brian. Yeah, uh, Brian TV always better. Up.
2: Oh, they have TV coming up together. Yeah, uh, yeah, they're on a four o'clock. I feel like you know. I feel like also we have an out of out of context uh, Dan Orlovsky Just saying. We really? Anybody picked up on that? All right, yeah. right. All right, we might have to visit we'll that the it. break. Well, we got right. We got it. When we, we come, come back, with Lombardi stuff. Yeah, when we come back,
0: Christian asked a question. Mike Lombardi. Had some comments to make of what he sees from the New England Patriots. And I don't think you're going to be surprised who he blames for it. You'll hear it next.